Well, hello there, family. You're listening to Fired Up Freedom with Steve Ryan. Fired Up Freedom, all right. Free. look for certain services or products and it's just hard to find and you want to know if someone else has used that before well visit my resources page steveryan.com slash resources steveryan.com slash resources fired up friday is now fired up freedom all right all right welcome to fired up friday <laughs> hey sora welcome sora hey how's it going all right, all right. Um, it's a little bit noisy where you are, but... Uh, yeah, I know. I'm still out at the moment. I just finished the dance class, and I'm catching a show right after this, so I was just kind of trying to find a oh, place wow. that I can go. <laughs> I know. That's fine. And, of course, the very, 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 very first thing, I, I saw Sugar Pop right before you came onto your interview. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we want to ask about that one. Like this, yeah, for sure. This is actually a very, very video like thank you i um i'll just i'll show a little bit of for the people who are watching um with the sound off but it's so cool you're just having fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you're just like you're just waking up you got you know you're getting out of bed like so what inspired this song like this this is actually a cool song i even did a comment on it <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you so much um so the song itself is um Basically, I was talking to a friend of mine, like we were just like messaging on like, you know, Facebook Messenger. And the first thing he said to me was like, hey, Sugar Pop, how are you doing today? And, you know, it wasn't really, it was the first time he'd ever said that to me. And he's, he's a very like, you know, friendly and like sweet kind of person. So like he always like uses different pet names. But for some reason, that specific term like just kind of like made me feel like giddy. And so I was just kind of like, oh, you know, I kind of like that. And so I like wrote it down. I was like, you know, Sugar Pop. I wrote it down and like I fleshed it out to kind of like, you know, the entire concept is like, you know, oh, you know, first feelings, depression, like, you know, uh, just just having a good time and like, you know, being happy with somebody or like being in love with somebody. And, you know, it's very high, high um, energy, a very up tempo. And I kind of drew from the video as well. Like my best friend, Sam Morell and I, um, he does a lot of my creative um, directing and whatnot. I always like bounce ideas off with him and whatnot. And so we were talking and I, knew that I wanted Sugar Pop to be my October single, especially like for Halloween. I was like, it'd be really cute to have something a little not, you know, something different, something that isn't super spooky or super, you know, creepy or anything. I was like, no, it's just, it still has that candy theme. So it's very Halloween. It has that like magical vibe and we just kind of played off with it. So that's how the Sugar Pop experience was created. I mean, it's very catchy. Like, it's it's um it's still in my head. You know, like, I'm like, get out of my head, call me sugar, pop, pop, call me sugar, pop. <laughs> I mean, that that's a good thing for you though. That is, is yeah. I mean, it's really really catchy, and it's like people really need to, um, people need to hear it. Like, yeah, they, they yeah. need to hear it. And your website is Sora Sora Calling. Yeah, SoraCalling.com. Admittedly, I do need to um update it, but. If you catch me on my social media, it's the same handle for everything on Facebook, 
Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, just find me around. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, your Instagram. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, because it seems you seem like fun and lively and just want to have a good time and enjoy life and yeah. spread That's love right. to everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so you, you're from New Orleans? Or? Yeah, so I was born in Taiwan. Um, my, my entire family is from Taiwan. Like even my sister, who is a year and two months younger than me, was born there. But we moved here when I was three to um, New Orleans and we grew up here ever since. Oh, cool. <laughs> Where, um, where Was your family impacted, like, by the hurricanes and stuff when it happened? Yeah, yeah. I know, like, um, I, I went through Katrina, which was really fun. <laughs> that was the only time that I didn't live in New Orleans. We did end up moving to the Bay Area in California for that year. Um, and then we moved back after the summer. And then um, more recently, we went through Hurricane Ida, which was really, really fun. Um, you know, just no power for, like, a week and a half and, like, dealing with everything and whatnot um but on the bright side it did actually end up writing a small like one minute tune during that time and i pushed it out for september so <laughs> oh wow oh oh is that is that a different song that's out now it or? is yeah it's called ida it's like ida interlude and like you know um to give you kind of a backstory of what i'm doing right now is um i started my new musical project called volume 24 and versus it being like a full album drop or like, you know, oh, like a single leading up to an album. It's just, no, I'm just doing a single a month um, paired with a music video. So like um, I started in June with Dance Single. It's literally the name of the song. And then I came out with like another one in July, another one in August. I had plans on, in September for a song that um, obviously got um, pushed back blown away and i was worried like oh what what's gonna happen is, am i just gonna have to miss on september am i just taking a break and i was like no you know i just kind of wrote how i was feeling and whipped it up real quick recorded it had a fr another friend help me with the guitar and whatnot and got it out at the end of the month so it's just you know just like a nice little tie-in to keep this stuff going without um breaking up the pattern right right and in 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 2019, you had an album named uh, mm -hmm. Paramount. Yeah, that was my first full length album, and it was a big endeavor. I had 17 tracks on there. Wow. And, yeah, and I've been like working on those songs for a long time. Um, like I think one one of the songs, uh, I wish it wasn't like this. I actually wrote in high school, so that was like around 2008, 2009. Oh wow, it was a long long time ago, but. You know, uh, other songs like, you know, Hello November was a song that I released on one of the previous EPs and uh, ended up on the album. And that's actually coming up on its 10 year anniversary this coming November. Wow. Hence the name. Yeah. I just I, like I realized it recently. I was like, oh, yeah, this is 2021. And I wrote that in 2011, like on November 1st. Wow. Yeah. And, and like, um, what's your writing process? Like the stuff just come to you and you write, or do you sit down and say, I'm going to write or like, or is it a mixture? It, it's <laughs> definitely a mixture. It definitely depends on how I feel or like what comes to mind. Um, like for instance, with like sugar pop will take, um, I like literally just wrote down like sugar pop. I wrote down like call me sugar pop, just wrote down like lyrics and words and like imagery. And then on top of that, I kind of tied in like the melodic ideas or like try to like play with, with things. But then um, on the other hand, sometimes I'll have like a melody come to mind. I'll just be like, ooh, let me record this real quick. Like, or like, and like just record that and then revisit it with the lyrics later. Um, my biggest thing with my process is I always like to like incubate. So 
instead of like trying to do everything all at once, unless I have a deadline. I'm just like, let me like put this out there and then take a break and then I'll like revisit it later and then I'll do it again, take a break, go back to it later until something comes to fruition. Right. <laughs> that makes sense. And yeah. like, um, did you have any particular influences as an artist or? That's a good question. Um, I've been, I mean, I've been listening to music since, since I was a kid, like Britney Spears, was definitely like one of the big um, first artists, as well as uh, Japanese artist Utada Hikaru. Um, some people may know her, may know them uh, from doing the Kingdom Hearts theme song, but I've been listening to them since like the very first album that they did, so like long, long time ago. Um, lots of Japanese pop, like lots of J-pop. Um, Ayumi Hamasaki is another one that I attribute like my songwriting to. Um, I kind of joke like Hello November is like very quintessential J-pop balladry in my opinion. Um, but lately, I've been listening to a lot more K-pop, a lot more Korean pop music, and that kind of like ties in with the whole, um, rather than just having the music, I really like to have like the full like package there is like, you know, the visuals are there, the, the music video, sometimes I'll add in some choreography if I like have the time and I can. Um, and I just really like making sure that like everything's super tight um, and super true to myself, honestly. I can tell because Sugar Pop was very well done. Like, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And I think it said on there that you directed, you helped direct it and, mm -hmm. edit and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a part of it is like, you know, just like wanting to make sure that like everything gets done. So like, you know, I, I can also be a control freak sometimes, I will admit. But like I have a vision. I'm just like, let me get this vision out there. Let me like do it the way that I want to do it. And the other part is just like, you know, I, I'm not afraid to like put, put my effort in. Like, you know, obviously I, I want to like learn how to do things myself and I want to learn how to like be self-sufficient to a degree. And, um, yeah. And, and I have fun with it. It's definitely not something like, you know, it can be grueling, but it's, it definitely is worth it at the end. <laughs> and, and with the visuals, like, is this an image that comes in your head or do you have like, um, a team that helps you or a combination of both? Or? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a combination of both. Um, I honestly, sugar pop, I think is the first one that I really like asked a lot more outside help with and like i said I, my best friend sam um helps me a lot like a lot of times i'll just like message you and be like hey can you like look at this real quick or hey what do you think of like these lyrics or how does this sound and with this one he definitely had a lot more input than usual and it's partially because like i kind of had ideas but i wasn't really coming together the way that like most of my ideas came together and the more i talked to him he was like oh like why not like lean more into the halloween theme why not like you know for the cover it has this like nice like candy vampire look um very inspired by like japanese street fashion and whatnot and then we like brought that imagery along into music video where like oh it's it's halloween let's play with like you know spooky like magical boy witchy kind of vibes and um, of course i still had the storyline of like oh we're like falling in love we're making a love potion and we get or we don't i don't know well you'll have to watch the video to find out yourself but you know it's, it's all shenanigans honestly but um for sure it definitely is a mix of like you know sometimes i'll have everything all together and i'm just like this is what i want and then other times i'll be like these are pieces that i kind of have in my mind and let me like verbalize it with somebody to try and like put it together yeah but that's not a bad thing you know because that oh, yeah that, that leaves you um not bored <laughs> right exactly <laughs> never a dull time <laughs> and and um have you ever thought about like selling your art like your visuals are pretty good i've checked mm -hmm. out some of your stuff like it's it's really good like yeah <laughs> thank you so like it's it's got to just be more than just artwork like it has to like it's it's, it's really fun. yeah yeah i mean like um 
I I love the concept of like I'm I'm very old school in which I still love like the compact CDs. I know like you know laptops and computers don't really have CD drives anymore, but I just love having just like that in my hand, but not like a vinyl. Mostly because I've never gotten a vinyl player, and I probably will in the long run at some point or another. But I really love like you know like I said I love like the full visual idea. Like I love um, having like a physical, tangible. Object, so I definitely like designing merch as well. Um, with Volume Twenty Four, I've kind of like made like a merch item or designed a merch item to go with every single single. So like the first single we had a T-shirt, the second single we had this really great um, enamel. Uh, what's the word? Or it's it's like a keychain that looks like a little Spotify player, and on the inside it has a it's like a little shaker keychain. So you shake it and it has like all this little glitter come out and like there's a Spotify code that you can scan, so it'll bring you to the CD or not to the CD but to the release. And you can listen to it. So that's pretty creative. Yeah, and then like <laughs> even right now, like you know, I'm still wearing good old Sora merch. This is from one of my previous EPs, um, one of my favorite designs. And I always, I always try to work with you know either a local artist or an artist that's like a friend of mine. Like this was a friend of mine from college that like helped me draw this, and I was like, listen, I just really love your artwork when you like get this immortalized and it's one of my favorite t-shirts yeah <laughs> wow is the merch still available like if people want to go and yeah now? yeah so if you go on to soracalling.bandcamp.com all of my merch pieces will be there um there are some stuff that is limited edition so like once it's out it's out um but you know just check it out we'll have some more coming up on the way and um we also have some cds from like previous releases as well so Check it out. Look it around. So it's the for, time uh, <laughs> so calling. So so S O R A calling like on the phone. Yeah. Dot bandcamp.com. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. It, for the people who may miss that and just go to the website, like, is there a way to get to it on the website or? Um, I believe so. Uh, like I said, I, I will admit that I do need to update the website, <laughs> but um, there should be a link up there just if you just click around. Okay. <laughs> and um, so, wow, like your stuff kind of reminds me of like some NFT stuff, like, you know, because that's, <laughs> that's starting to become like very popular. And <laughs> so I don't know if you've caught the NFT bug yet, but I can tell you right now, people would definitely want to collect your stuff. I, I can tell you that. I would hope so. I would hope like so. This is it's pretty good. I'm actually about to release a collection myself and like oh, I see really? your stuff and it's like, whoa, I... I <laughs> Maybe I need to collab with you on some art stuff. Like it's, Maybe. it's we'll make it's, it happen. Because it's like a it's almost as if you're you're telling a story with the art. So if someone is looking at your music and they're looking at the art, it's like they get the story from the music, they get the story from the art, and it's like your music kind of ties it together. Yeah. But they both speak separately too. Was that yeah. intentional or just coincidental? I <laughs> that's a that's a real good question i sometimes it's intentional like you know like when i'm like working on a music video obviously i like to have like some sort of storyline even if it's just like me dancing in the middle of the room like with freestyling or something there's still kind of like an intent and a drive but i think it's just it's just the way that i work um when i songwrite i always like try and find the story within the song when i like you know when i design merch i'm just like what is what is this merch like you know is it going to be what is it telling you visually? And it's not necessarily like, oh, this is exactly what I'm trying to find. I think right. it just happens just because like, you know, just the way that I consume media and the way I consume music and like, you know, videos and whatnot. I just, I think it just happens. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, since you like pretty much grew up in New Orleans most mm-hmm. of your life, like, um, does any kind of funk jazz music influence some of your stuff too? Or? Some stuff, yeah. I really do. Um, I tell people that I'm a pop musician, um, but I also like you know I started singing with like choir, choral music, and like music theater. And then when I went to college, I studied operatic music, like classical singing. So it's just like, really, I like to do anything and everything, whatever I can get my hands on. Um, I do have a few songs that I've been working on that's like, you know, a little jazzy. There's like one song that's like super swingy, like big band vibes that I'm still like trying to like get, um, you know, get to fruition. Um, This upcoming single in November that I'm releasing is going to be a lot different for me. It's a lot more R&B, like very, very sexy vibes. (laughs) Oh, which oh, is wow. that's coming some, up it's, yeah it's a lot different from what i've normally released and but i still feel like it's very me because like it's still you know i like write coming from from my experiences and from my my emotions so it still definitely has its taste of sora but it's going to be a lot different from what i've put out <laughs> before and i'm a little nervous about it but I'm, I'm also excited to see how it comes out oh wow have you done a video for it yet not yet but i am in the works with that um working with another local friend of mine She's an amazing dancer. I've taken dance classes with her, and I'm just like, hopefully, hopefully things work out. Uh, and if not, there's still going to be a video. Or yeah, you know, I'm I'm so dead set on just making sure that there's a video for every single release. Right. I'm I'm sure it'll work out. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna put that out in the universe. Yes. Take it away. <laughs> That's so awesome. And just let me know when you when you have to go. I know you said you have a show or something. Yeah, for sure. I would love to have you here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I. It's been a while since I've been in New Orleans, but um, I, I liked it when I when I have been out there. Oh yeah. Um, probably two or three years. I was thinking, okay. Yeah. So like right before everything all, kind of. <laughs> yeah. I was. I actually went to. Mardi Gras. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Always a good time. Yeah, how, how was the, did they have it this year or? They did, but they also didn't. And funny enough, I wasn't even in town for that time because I ended up, <laughs> so I ended up going back to Taiwan to celebrate uh, Lunar New Year and also visit my family and whatnot. Um, I still okay. live with my parents, like helping them out and whatnot with everything. And they just retired from our family business. And so it was a good time to be like, let's like go back home go visit my grandma who, um, you know, she's not necessarily suffering or anything, but she is getting older. And it's, it was a good time to like, now that we weren't as busy, we can actually go back and like spend some time with our friends and family. Uh, it was my first time in Taiwan for Lunar New Year. I've been back before, but never like during that um, time of the year. So I was there from January until April. And that was literally like Mighty Girl. I was in the middle of that. <laughs> but the cool thing was um, the community um, I mean, you know, because you were, you've been to Mardi Gras, but usually they have the parades going down the streets and it's always a wild time. There's like a big crowd always screaming for people to throw things at them. Everyone's drinking, dressed up. And of course, with the pandemic, we can't really have large crowds or anything of the sort. So instead, people like the locals dress up their houses to look like Mardi Gras floats. Like the outside was decorated. I actually got to see some of them via pictures. And I mean, I'm pretty sure if you look up Mardi Gras houses on Google or something, like you'll still find it. And everything looks so cool. And that was the one time that I was like really upset that I wasn't here for Mardi Gras. Because I was like, I really wanted to see this. Like the first time that this has ever happened. In the... But you know, experiences will happen wherever. And I was definitely happy to be in Taiwan at that time. 
Yeah, to see your family. I know that must be yeah, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and uh, I'm sure they're proud of you for your for your music accomplishments. <laughs> like, you <know>? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it takes a lot to put videos together. I mean, it, it oh. seems easy to because people see videos all the time. Right. But it's 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 work. It's, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> it the, take like more than a day just for a video, I right? Mean, it's, even if it's editing. thirty seconds, yeah. Like, what was it? I've been I've been trying to get into more TikTok stuff because I know, like, you know, that's what the kids are using nowadays. And I tried to use their editor once, and I was like, oh, this does not make sense to me. I'm just gonna pop everything into Final Cut and just like import it in afterwards. And even then, like, you know, it's always finding the time to do it, making sure the the content is quality, and like, you know. For, for those TikTokers that make this like, you know, on an hourly basis, like kudos to them. It, right. it is a lot of hard work. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Fired Up Freedom will be right back after these messages. Do you ever look for certain services or products and it's just hard to find and you want to know if someone else has used that before? Well, visit my resources page, steveryan.com slash resources. SteveRyan.com slash resources. All right, we're back from commercial. So, <laughs> so like, um, have you have you had any kind of like challenging experiences or anything that you had to overcome? Or... Mm, yes, the answer is definitely yes. I feel like life is all challenges, and if it isn't, then it's just kind of boring. Um, right. Musically speaking, I think a lot of it is just like, you know, doing a lot of it myself or like, you know, with like very limited resources. I definitely am so blessed to have so many friends working with me and whatnot. But like, even then, it's like, you know, we only have so much before, you know, it, it's not going to look the same as like a big major record release and whatnot. But, you know, we, we've definitely made it work. Um, similarly, like I said before, with like when Hurricane Ida hits, um, that was like a big challenge because I was like really panicking, like, oh, like, should we do a song? Should I like just push it? I had to reschedule everything and we made it work with that. Um, in like my personal experience, especially like growing up in America, growing up um, kind of like in between of like, you know, I'm not Taiwanese because I wasn't, I didn't grow up there, but like, you know, I'm obviously not white American. So whenever people meet me, I mean, they were like, oh, like, where are you from? I always give that whole spiel of like, oh, I'm from Taiwan, but I, was, I moved here and it's like that weird full thing. I've definitely gotten a few like, oh my God, your English is so good. And I'm waiting for the next time that someone asks me that or tells me that. I was like, thanks, your English is so good too. You know, <laughs> things like that. But I think like, especially with like the beginning of this year, um, like I said, I was in Taiwan for the entire time. And I think it was kind of a weird timing thing where it was like we left america at the best time and like it wasn't intentional obviously we didn't leave because we knew that like shit was going to go down um oh i, I don't know like what <laughs> how my language is how much language is allowed here but it was like you know it was really frustrating to be on the other side of the country or on the other side of the world in a different country and see like you know your home country kind of being torn apart because people decided like oh this is all this one specific set of people's fault but like you know, there's no basis to that. And they're just like basing it off of like how people look like, oh, you're Asian. Then like, you're the reason that we're here. We're going to kill you. And even when I was, you know, obviously not in that situation, I was like worried, like, oh, what if like I get caught up in that? Or what if my parents get caught up in that? What if like my friends that are back home, like, you know, have to deal with it. And, you know, I think it's, it's kind of a weird vibe because like, you know, of course, 
but you know, let's be honest, America definitely has its faults and hopefully we're working through it. But even then, like there's still a lot of work to be done. Like, you know, you know, being a person of color, um, it's wild, it's crazy. Um, Black Lives Matter, first and foremost. And then like, you know, after that, you know, we had like the Asian hate that was going on. And then on top of that, you know, being a queer person of color, it just adds on like another layer of like, oh God. Right. Um, you know, going through high school through that was challenging, especially like in the the early two thousands, early twenty tens. Was once I got to college, like everything kind of blossomed and like made sense. But it really took a lot of time to really get to where I was. And I think you know, I I probably wouldn't want to go through that like pain and trauma again. Right. But I would. You know, it, it does kind of. I, I am I am grateful for it, I would say. Right. And I'm happier now, which is really important. Right. Yeah. Did um so with the with the pain that you went through, like, you know, being um being a you know, gay, mm-hmm. did has that affected, you know, as far as like your relationships with your parents or anything or with Yes and anyone? no. I, yeah, I think it was I mean like my friends are all like super amazing and like now that I've like kind of really like grown into everything, like, you know, most of not all of my friends are queer as well. Was <laughs> it television lies to you? There isn't that one gay friend. Everyone is a gay friend. <laughs> but um, you know, with my parents, it was like um, I remember like I came out to my mom like around Valentine's Day because I, um, you know, I had like this guy that I was talking to that I was like, oh, like you know, I really feel like this is gonna work out, and like oh, it's like let me let me take this time and opportunity to like talk to her now. And I remember, like, we were, like, sitting at a Denny's. It was, like, really cute because we were just hungry and it wasn't, like, any specific occasion. But we were sitting at the Denny's. My sister was next to me also eating. And I was just, like, my heart was, like, pounding. I could feel, like, my, my chest just kind of, like, like literally moving with every, like, beat. And, you know, I, like, I eased it in. I was kind of like, oh, like, you know, I'm talking to somebody. Or hypothetically speaking, if I was talking with somebody, like, when would you want to meet them? And of course, my grandma was like, oh my God, like, who is she? Like, what is she like? Oh, but like, you know, this and that. And like, you know, it was just really, really funny to see, see like how she was going through it. And I was like, okay, like, hold on. If, what if I told you that it was a he instead of a she? And it was just really funny to see the way she, like, she was like, oh, so this person that you like is a guy. And all the other crushes you've had before were guys. Have you ever liked a girl before? I was like, <laughs> it was just like it was just really funny in a very like kind of almost television way. But I was, you know, thankfully she like you know she accepted it. She was like you know, um, you know we we talked through it and it was it wasn't any like sort of like dramatic like you know oh I'm gonna kick you off the house thing and whatnot. Like I'm again very grateful for. Her. And then similarly, I think like later that year on National Coming Out Day, when like, you know, people were using Facebook a lot more often, I like, you know, just popped the quick status. I was like, oh, like, you know, I've never really like had, I never really had to come out because when I got to college, like everyone was gay. So it's like, okay, cool. You know, we're, we're all, we're all together. And then, um, but like, you know, in high school, like everyone kind of knew and it was just kind of like taboo. And like, I just didn't really tell anybody except for in my few close friends, like once I really realized oh this is kind of the gay experience this is kind of the queer the queer way of living right and so i never really like got to come out on my own terms and um you know i just figured like you know if you're on my facebook obviously you know but like just to kind of put it out there in the universe hey guys this is how i identify and 
the other big reason for that was my dad is on my, you know, we were friends on Facebook and obviously we still live together, but like, you know, I was just like, let me just get this out there and he'll see it. And I'm just going to like, hi. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, he commented on it. He was like, you know, oh, I still love you no matter what, like so long as you're not going too crazy or hurting yourself, like that's the most important part. But otherwise, like, and I was just like, oh, like, you know, I, he could have really gone either way. And I was a lot more worried um, with his reaction. But in the end, you know, it worked out. And wow. Yeah. You know. Well, that's good. You have supportive parents because that's that's not everybody's experience, you know. Right, exactly. I'm <laughs> I'm so grateful for that. And like you know, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um. So, so like now, um. Wow, that's that's a, a story. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I'm a storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So so now, like as you're going forward, um. <laughs> What are what are some of your goals? Like, does your goals include anything with the gay community, or is it just? Oh, for sure, for sure. Like, like what would you like to accomplish? Uh, maybe if I ask that way. Yeah, for sure. I think like you know, um, first and foremost, like you said, I just I just really want to get like that exposure out there. I want people to like know who I am, know what I do, know what I stand for. But then, like of right. course, like you know, I I'm representing myself because like you know, I'm not doing like the VTuber thing where like there's a character and I'm not necessarily doing drag in my music. Although I do also do drag on the side. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> I do too much. I'm so busy, but um, you know, like, and, and even then, like, you know, when I'm in drag, obviously that's a very queer centric activity, even if there are like straight people that are doing it or like, you know, non, non gay people. But um, you know, I just, with my music, it's like, I want it to very much be like music that anybody can relate to. Right. And then even then, like, you know, sometimes I have to be like, okay, but like this story needs to specifically come from like my voice and my voice is a queer Asian voice. And right. so like, you know, with Sugar Pop, I was like, I'm not going to change the genders. I'm just going to like put it there. And then like, um, you know, with this upcoming song in December, I have my drag mom, I have my burlesque sister. We're all like gender queer you know, very, um, very loud and out there kind of people. And we just want to make sure that we're visible and we're seen. And it's like, it's a representation. Like, you know, I'm sure we had the, you know, the Asian hate that was going on, but we did have like some really great Asian po popular media representation with like Crazy Rich Asians, with like uh, Sang-Chi, which ha was out recently. And, you know, I, I want to be up there in that numbers. I want to, and especially like, you know, the queer Asian uh, experiences, something that isn't really told as often either. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, I, I have to shout out Rina Sawayama for being such an amazing person. I absolutely love her um, yeah, being a queer Japanese artist uh, from right. the UK and super awesome music too. Like first and foremost, like, oh my God, how dare she? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's like, you know, you, we see like bits and pieces here and there, but we don't necessarily, you know, I personally growing up have never really seen anybody and thought like, oh my God, that's me. Except for right. maybe like the one Asian kid from School of Rock, which I still haven't even seen the full movie for. <laughs> so, you right. know, I just, I want to be that person for people growing up. Like, you know, there are, and that's not to say that there aren't queer Asian people out there. Of course there are. And like, I, I'm friends with them and like, I've seen like here and there, but I, you know, the more people yeah. that there are visible, the better. And so I right. just want to make sure that people are seeing that like, it, you know, it's possible to be happy and in your own skin. That's true. That's true. That makes sense. 
and and with the with the Asian hate that was going on, you know, with with all that, like, are you still experiencing that now, or has it died down? So? I think it's died down. Um, again, it's it's just really funny. One of my friends pointed out that, like, you know, oh, everyone's raving about this movie that came out with an Asian lead, but like, you know, months beforehand, everyone was hating on all the Asian people. It's like, where what happens? Like, where where was that? Where was that kind of like hype beforehand? And, yeah. Um, you know, I think. I think it's going to be a struggle until we really revamp the way that like a lot of the things that like are integrated into our society, into our like own personal mindsets. Um, yeah. And again, like I said earlier, this isn't necessarily just Asian people. Like, you know, it's like, you know, Latin American people, it's black people, it's, um, you know, Middle Eastern people. It's really yeah. like, you know, anyone that is not white and I'm not going to get super like political or super like socio, socio, debatable in this but you know there it there are things and benefits that people have like from having certain attributes and just ignoring that part isn't really going to help like recognizing and be like yeah okay i have some privileges here how can i use that to benefit others right all right that makes sense yeah and you know i i you know my my take on this is almost like a lot of things that sometimes is shown in the media. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it may be truthful. Sometimes it's not. Right. And I really feel like this is really more of a good hu- human being versus human beings who don't want to be so nice. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the only reason I say that is because, like, you know, I have friends of all races. It's always been that way. And there's discriminations even within white people against white people, yeah, you know, as well. Right. So it's like, we're all in the same boat together, really in a, in a way. Um, I think anybody who wants to impose their will on somebody else, mm-hmm. um, they're in their own group. And then you have the rest of us. <laughs> so we're just trying to know. have a good time here. <laughs> like I just want to play sugar pop. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that that was definitely a cool song. <laughs> so yeah, you some, something has to be done with that song. Like that song deserves to go viral or something because Thank it's you. like it is it's a really cool, playful song. And it's and even though it was it, it seemed fun you can tell that it was a lot of effort put into it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and actually the singing took a lot of control, you know, in a sense, because mm-hmm. you weren't all over the place. It, it, you were, your singing was actually like, everything sounded intentional, Yeah, you know? So <laughs> like, have you had voice um, coaching or training or anything? Yeah. Or yeah. You- like, um, like I said, I've been singing in like choirs, like from first grade onward, like all throughout high school and then into college, obviously. But um, when I went to college, I studied classical music. So it was like very operatic. Um, I still sing with the local uh, opera chorus here as well, like, you know, performing whenever the season's going on. But um, when I was in college, I had uh, voice lessons, obviously as a part of the curriculum to supplement my training and whatnot. And it was, that was when, the first time that I had voice lessons and I was like so excited to like finally get into it. I've always wanted to have like a one-on-one kind of an experience like that. And it definitely helped a lot with like, you know, bringing out my color, getting that like nice like physical support in, and making sure that like I'm singing in the proper technique in the proper way without like breaking anything. <laughs> right, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, and so like I definitely take, bring that into my music as well. Like you know, I 
I, I was always a better voice student versus a piano student because I can sing anywhere. I sing in the car all the time. I sing in the shower. I sing in the sleep. And then with, versus piano, like, you know, you're stuck sitting there and like my attention span can only go for so long. And I always got it down eventually, but my teacher was like, you are always the worst student at practicing. <laughs> so, so it was always really funny. I adore her though. I, I absolutely love my piano teacher and I still do. But oh, yeah, because like, you didn't want to be steel or something. <laughs> yeah. Probably, you know, you wanted to dance and do all these videos and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And then, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like, you know, it's just, um, yeah, so like that, that's kind of like probably why like the singing has always kind of like taken, I've always been like a big melodic person. I've always been kind of like a, let me hear, even like lyric, lyrically speaking, like, you know, you can be singing about whatever and like, I grew up listening to Japanese, which I don't know fluently, and like I'm listening to Korean, which I don't know fluently. And even like when I listen to like Chinese music, there are a lot of nuances and a lot of different vocabulary that like unless like it's really really dumbed down for me, or I'm like reading a translation, like I I don't necessarily know what they're saying. Or like, I'll catch a few bits and pieces. And I'm like, okay, cool, I'm still vibing here. I I focus more on the singing rather than the the lyrics, or like I focus on like the melodic lines rather than like the lyrics. Oh, but wow. of course, that, you know, I try and make sure that the lyrics make sense too. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, um, so do, do you write your songs all yourself or do you ever collaborate with people as far as writing? Similarly, it's like a lot of, a lot of it, definitely like, I definitely put in um, some effort into my music, like uh, definitely like, great, let me rephrase that. I definitely <laughs> um, write my own music for sure. And um I've been trying to like work with more and more people. Um, Sam, always by my side, my best friend, my like rock. Um, he he's been helping me out with a lot of the songwriting lately. Um, Volume twenty four specifically versus like Paramount, which was more like oh this is all me and then like you know had a few sprinkles here and there. Like the Volume twenty four singles have definitely been more like oh like Sam and I were working on this together. This is a Sam and I song. This is a Sam and I song. I think like. Ida is so far the only song that wasn't Sam written, and that's only because like it was super quick. I wrote it in two days in the blackout. I was like sweating in my bedroom, just like I'm so tired of being here. I'm gonna write this down because this is what I'm feeling in this moment. When is my wow. power coming back on? Wow. Yeah, but everything I, I can't else. Like, imagine being power, you know, for a whole week. Like that's... it is the biggest privilege that people like. You know, I'm I'm in this restaurant right now. There's there is air conditioning there is like light music playing in the background there is light i have right. wi-fi so i can talk to you right a, week and a, a day of not having anything of that and i was already going insane it was wow. special but we survived and we're here now yeah and seeing i i didn't know that the power was out for a week like that yeah. like they don't really they don't push that to the front no. like you would never know yeah, I'm like, wow. When did this happen? You know, like I'm, like, wow. Yeah. And I think, it's, I think it's because, like, you know, I live like down here. Obviously, like everyone knows. But then we were talking, like, you know, all my friends were talking, and like people were talking. We're like, yes, everyone keeps saying New Orleans. Yes, we keep saying New Orleans because everyone knows in New Orleans. Everyone knows how Katrina went. But like, you know, what about Homa? What about like, you know, people that live close to the shore that like had even worse damage? Like, we need to be saying their names too, and like. You know, I was definitely trying to at least like push it out there and be like, hey, here are these other areas that would also need your help. Let's like allocate our attention and energy and funds to them as well. And so definitely navigating like, you know, this particular society has been very interesting to say the least. It's like, you know, 
trying to like, you know, be mutual aid, trying to help out however much you can with others, trying to take care of yourself in that process too, because of course, if you're not 100%, then like, how much more can you give to other people if you're running on like, you know, negative five? Right. Wow. Yeah. But then I think like, it's interesting to see someone's like, someone's point of view from like an outside perspective. Like I didn't even... I haven't really talked to anybody that was like, oh my God, like, you know, New Orleans and this and that. And like, that's all I saw. And like, we were, you know, we got the coverage for all three, three days. And then after that, I was like, okay, we're still here. Barely. Right. We're still here. Like, you know, where's our help? And really the only reason that we're here is because like we as a community brought, built each other up and built everything up like together. So. That makes sense. Well, that's good that you have that good community there. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I love because, you, you know, news is only news <laughs> in that moment and then power is still out but now they've moved on to something else you know yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> like wow so hats off to you i mean it, it definitely for everybody in in your state it takes a lot you know of courage to to be in something like that right you know and still call it home you're you know it's like this is my culture i'm still here yep we'll always know. swim back <laughs> well we're gonna go to commercial break and then we'll be back to hear about your upcoming album releases your art releases coming up (laughs) got a lot to talk about there too fired up freedom will be right back after these messages do you ever have moments where you feel stress anxiety or it's hard to sleep then meditation may be the perfect thing to help you Come and join our meditation channel where there's 24 hours a day on-demand meditation music. Go to steveryan.com slash meditation. That's steveryan.com slash meditation. It's time to have freedom from the noise. And um, so what's your, I don't know if you have any like goals, like what, what drives you to do music, if anything, like, you know, I just want to take over the world. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no i'm kidding i think like it's just you know I've, I've always grown up with like this love for music um i my favorite story to tell is like it's my mom's fault that i'm here like she and it's funny because she, i i still don't know if she actually recognizes it or not but like like i said it was like i i've been singing since i was in first grade i taken piano music like piano lessons since i was in third grade you know on the stage big diva just like i just my happy space is singing and whenever it came down to like college, I was like, yeah, I'm doing music. There's no question about it. I didn't have like the best grades. I knew that if I like would go into like, you know, being a doctor or anything, I would be super malpractice the second I graduate. (laughs) And I was like, you know, I didn't at the time, like I didn't really have any interest in anything else. Um, Now that I've grown up, I kind of wish that like, you know, a part of me wishes I was back in school and still being scholarly, but I'm happy for the the free time outside of that. But, right. like, you know, it was like I've, I've been doing honor choirs and I've been like keeping track of all of the um, piano stuff and all of the musical theater stuff. And my mom was like, why do you want to go study music? I was like, do you see the things that you have me write down? Do you see this like nice long list of like musical accomplishments that you have me written down for my, my college resume, my right. college application? <laughs> so like, you know, it's just it's just something that I, I knew from the get go that I was going to be doing. And like, I still feel it in my bones that like I'm going to get there eventually. Um, I know it, you know, some people are super lucky to have like debuted when they're 16 or like even 13 and like have that like support. And um, while I wouldn't mind having like, you know, a sponsor to someone like, you know, help like throw a few free dollars my way or like, you know, or like, you know, help me out with my stuff. um, 
you know, I'm, I've come to realize, especially with the pandemic too, I was just like, time is a social construct. And I just take, take however much time you need. Personally speaking, my journey is not the same as Ariana Grande's. It's not the same as BTS's. It's not the same as, you know, Gaga, Britney, Michael Jackson, Justin Bieber. I'm just like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And I'm going to get there eventually. And when I get there, I'm going to still keep going because I'm not done yet. Absolutely. That is a great attitude. Like that's, I mean, that's really the ingredient, you know, just literally not giving up. Yeah. That's, that's, you have an awesome spirit and that's, that's really good. I certainly try. Thank you. <laughs> and, and the fact that, you know, you're just wanting to be yourself and, and it's like, you know what, this is my journey. I'm going to take yeah. a journey. I mean, and there's so many opportunities now. I like it's, like I would say, even five years ago, it wasn't these opportunities. So, oh yeah, you're gonna be fine. Like it's <laughs> you, you it's it, it's so much. Yeah, like so much. Thank Especially you. With you putting everything, all the details, mm -hmm. people appreciate that. Yeah. Um, do you have like an email list? Like, if, is, is it on your site? Like, if people want to join your email list, they can. Or? Yeah, I do believe. Again, I'm I'm so technologically <laughs> behind, and and a part of it is because I'm I'm doing this mostly by myself. So like, you know, right. a, a lot of times it's like you know I get overwhelmed. I'm like I'm just gonna not. And again, that yeah. contributes to the idea of like it's your journey. Take what however much time you want to do. Yeah. I think the time to update my website is coming up soon though. So I will definitely get there. But um, I do believe I have an email listing. I do need to get on that and get things going. Um, hopefully I can like really like push that out there. But um, otherwise I, I normally just connect via social media because like it just seems to be what everyone's been using nowadays. Right. <laughs> yeah. So basically people want to connect with you. The, the best is, is like your socials. And yeah. I would say like Instagram and Twitter are like the most active. And um, hopefully I can get, you know, get more on TikTok and whatnot. But, you know, keep checking my website. I'll update it eventually. And when y'all do that, control <laughs> party. Yeah. Do you ever do online um, parties or online shows or anything? I haven't yet. And that's something that I really want to do. There was... Um, I tend to like hyper plan and like really over plan. Um, that's the thing with like, like with Paramount, I was like, um, I've been working on that album for two years actively, but even before then I was like, okay, this album is going to be called Paramount. And like, this is the track list. This is like the order of the songs. And I was like, not the songs haven't been like, there was one song that hasn't even been like written yet at that point. But I was like, this is the name of the track and it's going to go over here because I can hear it in my brain and whatnot. <laughs> So like I had an idea like um, last year when like the pandemic was like at a high and I was like, ooh, there's this like local like small little pocket park nearby that's really cute, has like like strings lights up and is like outside. And I was like, oh, like I really want to do some sort of like live event there, um, like digitally where it's like a kind of like an acoustic session. And I just I never got around to it. But um, it is something that I really want to do. I'm just trying to, you know, make sure that all my eggs are properly in the basket before I like toss them out. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, I see you had like only for tonight um, on on Paramount. Yeah. And, um, any background to that? You know, to that. Yeah. Choice? So <laughs> yeah, so only for tonight was probably like one of my first like super poppy songs because the first songs that I released like you know Hello November and like Eleven Eleven. Uh, late bloomer all of those songs like tend to be like a lot more kind of like indie singer songwriter pop punk pop rock vibes like you know very emotive and very like it's still a very solid sound but it wasn't 
really like you know i couldn't really see like gaga or like madonna or you know any of the like big pop people singing it and so only for tonight i was like listen i'm gonna like make a pop song i'm gonna make it like super dancey and super fun and the song itself was inspired literally like i was talking to this guy at a show that i went to like he was in the crowd like next to me and we we're just we just started talking a little bit and uh i you know just kind of like oh you're really cute and nothing came of it but like you know in my in my heart i was like i'm gonna love you only for tonight <laughs> and now my friends clown me because they're like oh this is a one night stand song i was like nothing came of it <laughs> <laughs> great but yeah you know it's just it's, it's vibes it's just like i just want like something that's like really upbeat and really happy and just kind of like you know hey and the same thing with the music video for that it was like i invited all of my friends to kind of be extras and like just dance we're just in a studio just like having fun super colorful um not like it's in a studio space so it's like just all lights nothing really uh extravagant about that but it was just like we're just having a good time just partying and dancing and whatnot and wow. that's just kind of like that was kind of like the vibe that i wanted to go for was just enjoy the moment and like have a good time in it right <laughs> that makes sense yeah well, is there anything else you would like to share before we wrap up yeah um check out my next single um i'm not entirely sure when this episode will drop but like you know if it drops before the official announcement then you'll 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 be getting the nice perfect sneak peek um it's called baby blues Mm -hmm. And it'll be um, like the third week of November. That Friday okay. is when I'm going to drop it. Oh, for, so baby blue, baby blues, yeah, baby blues, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm super excited <laughs> for awesome. it. Yeah, I was like recording the vocals last night, and um, hopefully, I can get some more done today. But I was like super excited. I was like, oh, like it sounds so good. I'm like so hyped for it. I just need to like get it all together. Wow. So you have that in November, and then and then what in December? So I have another single then, and that, that's the single that was supposed to be in September. But um, thankfully, I haven't even announced it yet, so like nothing, nothing too crazy. But um, <laughs> literally, like single after single, I'll let you know all of the details later if you want. But, you know, I can only spoil so much. Um, but that one's going to be another like big, dancey banger. And it'll be the first time that I have a collaborator on one of my songs, like in my discography. That actually um, getting two people on there, and they're both dear friends of mine. Um, one's my drag mom, and one's my burlesque sister. So wow. it'll be really fun. I'm really excited um, to get that one out as well. I'm like so excited. It's just, it's just, it's the, it's the, the idea of like I just, I have so much to share, but I can't overshare because then like when it drops, it's just like that's it. But like I like want, I just want everything to be out there already. <laughs> In due will, time, will people be able to pre-save it before they come up? Yeah, I'm definitely going to make sure to um, get everything uh, pre-saved uh, set up. And at the very least, if it doesn't, then everything will drop on that third Friday of the month is when I was planning on doing it. And, and have you done a video for that one yet? <laughs> We're in the works for it. It has. We've had dance uh, practices for it. And I'm like super in talks with my videographer and everything to like make sure this is like super, super, super chic. Wow. Yeah. I'm, it's, it's, if it's anything like Sugar Pop, it's going to, as far as like how it was done, it's, you know, your stuff is real catchy. Like, and I, I think for you, it's just a matter of people being exposed to it. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> <laughs> literally, you know, like 
yeah. I, I'm I'm always into music all the time, and, mm-hmm. and making and and sugar pop just wouldn't get out of my head. You know, like, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're definitely on to something. That's that's yeah. that's a fact. You're so thank you. Keep doing what you're doing, like you're on to something, and it will all come together. Like yes. you'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was great having you on the show. This is pretty yeah. cool and awesome. And can't yeah. wait to see your new singles coming out. Uh, all of them. I literally, volume 24 is like scheduled up until next June. So barring another hurricane. Oh, so volume 24 is going to be a full-length album? It's it's a project. It was originally supposed to be a full-length album. And then like I just kind of got sick of putting myself in a box of like, let me like make sure everything is perfect before I release. I was like, no, we're just gonna, I'm just gonna expedite it. I'm gonna push myself, get all these songs out. And so in the end, it may end up being kind of like a compilation thing, but right now it's just like, it's a single a month and I have a single a month until next June. Oh, wow. Planned out. So So, like December, January, February, March, mm -hmm, April. mm -hmm. Maybe like one or two months still need like a single assigned, but like I'm still, I'm still working on it. I'm not not stopping. You are going to be very busy. I'm always busy. My friends know that it's so hard to like find time for me. For me to find time for them rather, but you know, I make it work. Totally can relate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's been so great having you on the show and you're welcome anytime, really. Yeah, Uh, we want to hear your progress. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Oh, one other thing. Are you gonna are you gonna do any more Kickstarters? I saw that you've done a Kickstarter. Um earlier this year. Did I? Yeah, I don't think something? I have, yeah. It may have been it may have been another Sora. I know like it it seems to be uh, a pretty common name. <laughs> so I'm gonna make it work. That's the thing, is like I'm gonna get up there so that I'm the Sora that people think about whenever whenever <laughs> they hear that. But yeah, that may that may have been someone else, but that is also another thing that I've been looking into doing. So you know, maybe, oh, well, maybe, maybe this was like it. a um, universe saying yeah. something. Divine intervention. <laughs> well, you have an awesome show and, and you have a good day. It was great having you on yes. the show. Thank you so much for having me. And <laughs> I would definitely love to, you know, come back and talk again sometime. Absolutely. Well, this wraps it up for another edition of Fired Up Friday. All right. <laughs> Woo! Running from myself at times I can't describe the words. I try